Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. Fiona McAllister joining us here. She's the owner and image consultant of her own company. Yeah, it's called Style by Fiona. That's S-T-Y-L-E-B-Y-F-I-O-N-A.com. Excited to talk to her today to find out more about the help she's offering us women out there to feel more attractive, to really understand fashion and psychology behind it so we can all feel confident and dress beautifully. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Well, it's a pleasure having you here. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today? Not a problem. So, yeah, um, as Jill already explained, I'm Fiona McAllister, and my business is Style by Fiona, and I've been doing image consulting for about 10 years now, I think. (laughs) Uh, I should know the answer to that, but, you know... (laughs) Um, And so my specialty is the combination, or maybe not combination, but the connection. Yeah, that's the word I want. It's the connection between fashion and psychology and how what we wear affects both how other people perceive us as well as how we feel about ourselves and our internal world. Wow, this is so true. My mother, when she was alive, she would only wear black. What what does that say to you about someone who always wears black? Well, people who usually wear black, it's, well, black is considered like a staple in the fashion industry, right? And mm-hmm. so it, um, and it's also a very safe color, I guess yes. you could say that. Yes, I so, agree. Yeah, yeah. Black is about um, safety and security, and it can also be used about hiding, too, uh, for people who are feeling uh, self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Um Black is a very safe color, right? So I agree. I agree. My mom was very, was very, was very depressed. She was depressed. She was a negative Nancy, and she had no self confidence, and she always wore black. And I like black too. I'm more confident than my mom, but I do feel like I feel thinner in it. I think I look better in black, but I love that we're going to have this conversation today because I believe it is so important. And working in uh, the business I'm in for so many years, wardrobe has always been a part of my work, and I would love to learn more from you today. Uh, Stylebyfiona.com. Before we dive into the work she's doing that can help you, I want to find out more about you. So you're from Calgary. Is that where you were born and raised? That's right. Yeah, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. All right. So tell me, you know, at a young age, when were you, um, you know, when did you find out about style fashion? What is your passion? How did you get here? Okay. Well, I've always loved fashion. Um, And (laughs) I guess it started, I was probably about five or six when my mom bought me my first sewing machine. And it was just like... A little toy kind of thing but I just was addicted to it and <laughs> I made dolls or clothes for my dolls and I've just fashion has just always been a love of mine and I've always and I'm, I'm very artistic as well and so I've always had kind of a knack for um, putting things together and and knowing what colors work and all of that kind of things um, and then as I hit into my teen years, my early teen years, I started making clothes for myself, even before I was taking um, fashion in junior high. And and I, I eventually knew that uh, cool-toned colors look best on me, just kind of um, 
innately, I suppose. Like I would, I would put on something warm colored and it, you know, it, it looks bad and I could just tell, right? I didn't have any uh, image consulting education or training or anything like that at that point. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, I just kept playing with fashion and, and trying on outfits and it just fueled my, my, my passion for it, I guess. And then uh, when I did my undergraduate degree, um, I went to uh, Edmonton, which is a city in Alberta, just north of Calgary. And I did my undergraduate degree in fashion and family studies. And um, so I learned uh, like advanced skills in fashion design, as well as taking uh, the family studies classes helped me become more aware of like our thought processes and that kind of thing. And I also found, as I was growing up, that there was a lot of negative messaging from the fashion industry about how we're supposed to look. And um, so it's really hard, especially as a teen girl, not to internalize those things, right? And I obviously didn't get through unscathed. <laughs> and um, because I don't have that... Uh, the model body, which at least in North America is considered the beauty ideal. I mean, it's a little bit different in different parts of the world. But in, in North America, the kind of fashion model, so the tall, thin, and like 35 and under, is kind of considered the beauty ideal. And if and only 1% of women actually have those measurements <laughs> genetically, right? So it's kind of unfair to the rest of us who don't fit into that mold to think that this one body type and this one type of beauty is the only way to be able to, or be allowed almost, to um, feel beautiful about yourself, right? And so, um, yeah, as I just kept growing and, well, I started to feel really disillusioned with the fashion industry because I was like, well, I'm never going to look like that. I don't have the genetics. I mean, you just can't change your body that dramatically, right? You can't get taller than you are. You can't, you can get thinner, but it's not always healthy. So um, I had a, a lot of internal work to do about being okay with the way I looked. And I think to top it all off, about 10 years ago, right before I actually started doing this professionally, um, I turned to the fashion industry to tell me, or to help me feel better. So in the, in the advertising, we're taught um, you buy the right clothes, you buy the right makeup, and, it, and it's going to fix our, our flawed self, right? Um, and, of course, that doesn't work. I, I learned how to make myself look really good, um, but I didn't learn how to deal with the internal side um, of how to help myself feel good, even though I looked good, right? And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, looking good certainly carries you a certain distance um, in that way. If you're feeling uh, sad or tired, there's a real power in, in what you choose to wear to help you get feeling better, um, but that alone isn't going to solve any underlying issues about feeling beautiful or feeling worthy to look beautiful or deserving to look beautiful, all of those kinds of things. And so I... Um, I went back to school in 2017 and I did my, my master's degree in counseling and I did my thesis research on the emotional connection that women have between clothing and, and self-identity and emotions. And so 
just the whole journey has taught me that the inside and the outside are, are very connected. The way we look and the way we feel are um, kind of all all connected and they're all part of two sides of the same coin, I guess you could say. And um, even over the last 10 years as I've been doing my image consulting uh, and style services for, for women in my city and, and some online, um, I had story after story of how an emotional block would stop women from dressing the way that they wanted to or the way that they would felt that they would be accepted. Um, and so I just felt really passionate about digging deeper into the psychology of fashion and how it helps or, or how it can help women to, or how clothing can help women to um, overcome these negative messages from the media and to help us really just understand that there's many different expressions of beauty, right? It's not just this one ideal um, that makes or breaks whether you personally are beautiful, because obviously that's just not true, and it's setting up 99% of the world to feel crummy about themselves. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the uh, uh, the journey that I've taken personally, because I... I I felt bad about myself, um, and because I, my body just didn't match what the media said was beautiful, and I had to do the internal work alongside with the external work, right? So when I took my image consultant training, I learned how to look really nice on the outside, but when I did my image consultant training, they actually told us not to worry about the inside or the emotions. They said, don't that's not your domain, don't think about that, don't worry about that. And so that's how I started off. But like I told you already, inevitably, um, I would be doing a color analysis on somebody, for example, and we would hold up the different fabrics. And um, so just a quick example was one gal, uh, several years ago I did, uh, we were holding up the gold and the silver to see which one looked better on her. And she could that the gold suited her better than the silver did mm -hmm. but yeah um, but then she said to me I, I can see that the gold looks better but I'm never going to wear it yeah. <laughs> and so I, and so that that was one of my first times where I started really seeing this emotional connection right yeah oh absolutely and so, yeah and so I said to her okay well what is your what, why? What's the reasoning behind why you're not going to wear gold, even though you can see it suits you better? Um, and so she thought about it, and she was like, you know what? When I was a young girl, my grandmother told me I looked awful in gold. Wow, and it always so, goes back to that childhood trauma. A lot of it really is. It does. And, I mean, that's just one example of many, many that I could give you, right? <laughs> And so, yeah, our childhood trauma and the messages that we received from the fashion industry, from family, um, sometimes from culture or religion, like lots of different influences. Um, and that was also really came out in my research that I did during my, my master's thesis. And so I've just, I just feel so passionate about wanting to offer another voice in, in, in the world about how we can feel beautiful and using that 
psychology connection um, is so important to me. So, yeah. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Uh, really, we appreciate it. Guys, if you're just tuning in, it's stylebyfiona.com. That's her website. Do you have any social media pages uh, that you want to share before we take our break as well? Uh, sure. Yeah, I do. Um, everything that I'm on is pretty much just the main thing and style by Fiona. So it's like TikTok. I don't even know if it's a flash or whatever, but if you go on TikTok, I'm just getting started on TikTok, so I don't have a lot there yet. But I have a pretty established YouTube channel, and it's youtube.com slash style by Fiona. Um, And Instagram, I'm also getting back into. But, yeah, like I'm on all of the things pretty much. I'm not on Snapchat. That's (laughs) okay. Good. No, not a problem. Thank you so much. Uh, Really exciting to talk to you. We'll be right back in under two minutes with more on, uh, again, how Fiona can help us worldwide. Stay tuned. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for a wedding officiant and haven't been able to find one yet? My name is Manuel Castro, and I'm a New York City registered officiant and have performed ceremonies throughout the tri-state area and can guarantee a smooth and easy process throughout my time with you. My rates are very competitive and are flat where you will never be hit with extra fees. If you or anybody you know has an interest in finding a reliable and very reasonably priced officiant, you can call me directly at 347-560-0123. Again, that's 347-560-0123. Or please Google me at Wedding Efficient by Manny Castro. Again, that's Wedding Efficient by Manny Castro. It will link you directly to my Facebook or website. Hope to hear from you. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, Online Radio Box, and Simple Radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcasts on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Welcome to Philo, where you can get more than 60 channels for $25 in DVR for days. We've got hip-hop for lovers, renovations for brothers, pups for preschoolers, and hugs for hallmarkies. Start your free trial and find out more at philo.tv. Attracting new customers has been tricky. So we claimed our free business profile on Google. Yeah, now we can accept bookings, list our products, even post updates. Our free business profile helps us stand out and connect with customers on Google. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 
Welcome back to the show. It's all about style by Fiona. Excited to have our friend here joining us today to talk more about the work she's doing and, of course, how she can help you. Yeah, understanding someone through psychology, through their wardrobe, and to really help them feel confident. What she's here to do, uh, you know, are you? Do you need help maybe with your professional look? Tired of looking in your closet? being overwhelmed with a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. Um, you think you're too old maybe to be stylish or you work from home or you're a stay-at-home parent and have fallen into the sweatpants routine. Yeah, that happens, right? So if you want to feel different, look different about yourself, reach out to her and she's definitely here to help. Again, stylebyfiona.com. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Great. So um, what other things do you want to share with our listeners for today? Because a lot of us do have so many clothes in the closet, but we also have an attachment problem with, oh, maybe I'll wear it, maybe I'll, and it's like 10 years old and we never wear it. So is there like a rule of thumb to limit our wardrobe? Can you help with that too? Absolutely. Um, so like I was talking about earlier, it's, it's all about in that regard, what our clothes mean to us on an individual level. So... Um, if people have changed sizes or changed um, jobs, those kinds of things, the emotional attachment that we have to the objects themselves, like the actual clothes, uh, that that and what they represent, what what that clothing represents to us. Um, so, for example, if somebody gained a bunch of weight, like I, I gained a few pounds over my master's degree and over COVID, like most of us, I'm sure, <laughs> and um, I had some clothes that. Um, I, I was keeping in my drawer because I was doing the same old, oh, I'll lose the weight, oh, I'll fit back into that. Um, but, you know, we get older and our bodies change. And sometimes, no matter what your best efforts are, eating healthy and exercising and all those things, the weight's just not coming off, right? And um, so what I, what I did was I took all of those clothes that didn't fit me anymore and I put them in a bin in the basement. Because then every time I opened my drawer, I wasn't kicking in that feeling crappy about myself. And I just said, okay, it doesn't matter what the size is. I just need to buy clothes that fit. And I mean, I've been in the business for 10 years, and I still struggle sometimes with those negative voices that show up in our head, right? And so for me, the thinner clothes represented um, being young and valuable. Because as we get older, especially as women... Uh, we are kind of told that we become irrelevant. Um, you know, the men can age and, and they get to age gracefully and and distinguish that women just become irrelevant as we age is what we're told. Of course, it's totally not true. We still have all our knowledge and we still have all of the life experiences that we've gained and we still have all of our personal value. Um, it's just a matter of getting rid of the outside world as our source of our personal value and making sure that it comes from inside, which is a really hard transition when we've been taught our whole lives that our value comes from what other people think of us and how other people react to us and how other people think we're beautiful or not. And so, um, yeah, when it comes to, for example, clothes that don't fit anymore, if they're too big, usually people don't have a trouble getting rid of them if they're too big <laughs> when we've lost some weight. But if they're too small, it can represent who you used to be, and if you felt prettier or felt more worthy when you were thinner, um, then keeping those clothes can represent who you thought you were then. And so by changing our wardrobe to what fits us now, 
it allows us to, first of all, not feel bad about not fitting into the clothes because if you buy clothes that fit you, then um, you don't have that internal struggle. And, and doing the services like color analysis and body analysis and all of that helps you to know what colors look best on you, what styles look best on you. And then even if you gain a few pounds, you just let it go. And, if, and, you know, and even if you want to keep them, put them in the basement like I did so that if, if you do end up losing weight in the future, great. And if you still fit into those clothes, great. But I've also found that not just with myself but with other clients, that even if we do lose the weight, sometimes by the time we fit back into those clothes, they don't always represent who we are today. They might have represented who we were three or four years ago. So um, I think that our wardrobe is a very important aspect of our personal identity and wearing the clothes that who we are now. You know, I mean, I've helped some women who've been wearing the same hairstyle or the same clothing for the last 30, 40 years what looked good on them when they were 20, 30, but now they're in their 60s and they're still dressing the same way. Um, and it, it's not representative of who they are today. But because that was when they felt the most beautiful in their life, that's the clothes that they hang on to rather than knowing how to feel beautiful today, if that makes sense. No, there's some so much about feeling good. And then, yeah, COVID came and hit, and so many people working from home. There's so many of those people out there, mothers and especially that are home, and they don't dress up, they don't feel good. There's something about that, right? What would you say to someone who is working from home? I think it's important to still get up, get dressed, put makeup on if it makes you feel better, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's actually... <laughs> um, I, I have a mini course available. I mean, it's kind of irrelevant now in the sense that I shouldn't say it's not that it's irrelevant. It's that the context has changed. All the information in my mini course that you can link to through my website, it's called Vanquishing the COVID Style Slump. <laughs> All of that information in there is still relevant. It's just that the context has changed because we're not in the middle of COVID anymore. But some people have still gotten stuck in that, uh, that, um, that rut, that style rut, I guess you could say. And it's so important to get dressed. Like, even if you're just a stay, I shouldn't say it. I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom, so i got to stop using that language, just a stay-at-home mom. No. I am a stay-at-home mom as well as doing my business. And I, I found that on the days where I just threw on a T-shirt and threw on a sweatpants, I acted like that. But on the days where I put on a nice pair of jeans and a nice top, I mean, it doesn't have to be fancy, right, in terms of being a stay-at-home parent. It doesn't have to be fancy. But it has, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, it has to be presentable. Well, I guess it doesn't have to be, but it helps, it helps in your mental state. It helps with mindset, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It helps in your mindset. And so you're getting dressed, you're putting on your makeup, you're doing your hair. So you're getting ready for the day like you would have before COVID happened, right? And yeah. I know I helped some ladies who were working from home and they said, yeah, I look great from the waist up on Zoom, but I got my sweatpants on underneath on the down bottom half, right? And so um, my philosophy on that is basically dress for how you want your day to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're having a lazy day, by all means, have a lazy day on a Saturday, whatever, right? But... If you want to be a good parent, dress like a good parent. Yeah. If you want to be a good professional, dress like a good professional. Because 
the way you dress impacts how people perceive you and how they um, how they interact with you. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing this. We've still got three minutes left in the show. So how did you want to kind okay. of end it for today with our listeners? Well, I, I just basically want people to be aware of this connection because so much of the time I found that uh, women aren't aware that there's such a psychological component to how they dress. They just kind of wear whatever and, and don't really think about it. But when I start talking to them and ask them questions, like when I did my thesis research, the, the participants I had who were part of my research, they're like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about it that way. And so mostly it's just about, yeah, bringing awareness and, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's about it. Mostly bringing awareness for, for an introductory show. It's bringing awareness about the topic that the way we look and the way we dress, um, all of it has a very emotional connection and a psychological connection with the beliefs we carry about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves, and that we can use fashion as um, a way to empower ourselves and instead of it always having to be a, a detriment, right? Because, you know, you go into the change room and you try stuff on and it doesn't fit, and We've all been there, I think, where you try it on and it just doesn't fit, and then you go through the, oh, I'm so whatever, ugly, fat, I don't know. But you know the, 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 the cycle, right? And so by helping women know what works for them, we can cut out a lot of that negativity, that negative beliefs, and, and they can learn that, yeah, I'm pretty too. I'm just a different kind of pretty. Because the rose and the peony... Um, you know, the snapdragons, all of those flowers are beautiful, and, and we appreciate the beauty of many different kinds of flowers. But the trouble in the fashion industry is that we're only told that the long stem rose is beautiful, and if you don't look like a long stem rose, then you're, you're not beautiful, but that's a, <clears throat> not the case. And so I'm just really trying to help women understand that there's many different expressions and many different types of beauty, and... And by learning their, their own particulars of their beliefs about themselves, as well as the uh, actual fashion side of things, they can they can get out of those those negative thoughts and those negative feelings and, and learn to appreciate the beauty that nature gave them themselves. Beautifully said. Well, thank you so much. If we want to reach out to you for a consultation, could you share the best form again? Yes. So sending me an email at Fiona, F-I-O-N-A, the at symbol, stylebyfiona.com S-T-Y-L-E-B-Y-F-I-O-N-A dot C-O-M dot com so Fiona at stylebyfiona.com or you can send me a text at 403-966-5896 Great, thank you so much Pleasure having you here Uh, Awesome, I love the work you do A Pleasure to to get to know you today and looking forward to the next time we have a conversation Thanks again and for helping so many with their self-esteem and confidence, guys. Really, it does help the way you dress. It's all about the mindset. She's an expert in this. Reach out to her. And again, we'll be back with more. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. 
They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.